today will come from Ephesians 5, 19 and 20. Ephesians 5, 19 and 20. <coughs> Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning, church. Thank you so much for being here today. It is a blessing to us that you are here. I hope that you've had the opportunity to pick up an announcement sheet and see all the many things that that we have had going on and that we continue to have going on, especially this time of the year. If you're visiting this morning, thank you so much for coming our way. You are our honored guest, and we thank you for being here. We want to ask that you will stick around a few moments after our services so that we might can visit with you and get to know you a little better. Again, thank you so much for being here. If you had the opportunity to be here yesterday... It seemed to me like there was at least a hundred people here uh, putting together meals, carving and pulling apart turkey, uh, dipping casseroles, loading up plates, and then going out and delivering those to uh, shelters and the jail and various things in our community and also to a number of our shut-ins and those uh, that could just use our encouragement. It was an honor to be a part of that. We were able to put together over 300 meals meals and deliver those. And we did that not to our glory, but to the glory of Almighty God. And we hope that those that receive that understand that and receive that love coming through us from God. So if you participated in that, thank you so much for being a part of that. I want to uh, encourage you, uh, if you have the opportunity, I know many of you may be visiting and passing through, but if you have the opportunity to be with us tonight, um, this uh, beginning of this month, month, we began a journey in the one word study. And each week we'll be looking at a word from that study. We'll also, we also do that in our small groups. So if you're not a part of a small group, it's our prayer that you will think about and consider doing that. This is a great way for you to connect with other members of this body, other people connected with this body on a smaller, intimate uh, occasion. So if you've not been a part of a small group, we pray that you will do so. Many have asked about the black devotional book uh, as it relates to that study. We ordered about 75 or 80 of those, and all of those have been given out, but we have ordered more. They have not come in yet, but as soon as they come in, we anticipate them to come in this week, um, or at least by next week, and we will make those available in the lobby area there. But this is a great a great tool that goes along with the words that we'll study. Uh, there are five devotionals for the week, for each week, based on each word that we will study on Sunday nights. So if you haven't gotten a black book, don't worry. Um, they're coming. Also, these book co- these book costs about $3 a piece. Uh, we're not saying you have to uh, pay for those books because we want everybody to be able to benefit from these books. But if you would like to give a donation to that, you can give that to myself or Miss Debbie or one of the other ministers or elders and we'll be glad to put that towards these books because this is a great tool that can help us in our walk with the Lord as we study these words. Today is a, it's a great day. It's a great day because it's the Lord's day. It's a great day because it's the beginning of the week we call Thanksgiving week. 
But it's also the beginning of a time of year that is very difficult for some. Because the people that they love so much are not here any longer. The people that they have celebrated these holidays with are no longer here. It's a difficult day because our hearts are heavy. We mourn with the White family, the Walnut Grove Church of Christ, the Walnut Grove community. It's my understanding that Melinda had a special connection to several in this church. The granddaughter of Avajim Morris, niece of Patty Pride, best friend and co-worker to David Burgess. There may be others, but those are the ones that I know about. And so as we begin our study time today, I would like for us to go to our Heavenly Father in prayer on behalf of the White family on the behalf of those connected with that family and Melinda from this congregation, and on behalf of those of you who no longer have your loved ones with you. We are mindful of you, and we want you to know that we love you and that we're here for you all the year round, but especially this time of the year. Let us pray. Holy Father, we are indeed thankful for this day. We're thankful for the changing of seasons. We're thankful for the beauty of the sunshine. And we've been thankful for the rain. Father, we are thankful for so many things that You have blessed us with. We're thankful that we have this first day of the week to come together, study Your Word, and to worship You, Almighty God. Father, also our hearts are heavy. For we mourn with the white the White family today and the tragic loss of Melinda. Father, words can not express our desire for comfort, our desire to comfort. Father, we just ask that You will wrap Your arms around this family. you will bless them, that you will give them peace, and that you will give them comfort. We pray for the Walnut Grove Church of Christ family, that you will bless them, Father. As from what I can understand, one of their pillars of faith is no longer with them. Father, with that community of Walnut Grove, we pray that you will be with them. For Abigail Morris, Patty Pride, and Davis Burgess. Father, we pray for that you will be with them as they mourn this loss. Father, for those of our number who continue to mourn the loss of their loved ones that will make this holiday season that is a time to be with family and friends difficult. Father, I pray that no one in our family will ever feel like because of their losses, they are no longer loved or no longer thought about. 
no longer prayed for. Father, because those who have lost loved ones know that void, help us as a church family to wrap our arms around these individuals, to pray for them, to pray with them, to love them, and to help them during this time. Father, we are indeed thankful for Jesus Christ. And we are thankful for those who have lived many years or even shortly years on this earth, yet gave their life to You and lived in a way that yes, we will miss them. They lived with the hope of their internal inheritance and that home in heaven that Your Word teaches us about. And Father, that many times we sing about that though we mourn their loss, we are reminded this world is not our home. We're just a passing through. May we live with the type faith and the type hope for that eternal inheritance that they have lived before us and before all those who knew them. Thank you for their examples. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather today to worship you and to be thankful for faithful lives like Melinda White and so many, many others. Father, we give you praise and glory. Thank you. Forgive us of our many sins. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today we do have the opportunity to remember the holiday of Thanksgiving. And I want you to notice on the screen here, Governor Bradford made the following proclamation in 1623, just three years after the pilgrims settled at Plymouth. He writes, To all ye pilgrims, Inasmuch as the Great Father has given us this year an abundant harvest of Indian corn, wheat, peas, squashes, and garden vegetables, and has made the forest to abound with game and the sea with fish and clams, and inasmuch as He has protected us from the raids of the savages, has spared us from the pestilence and disease, has granted us freedom to worship God according to the dictates of our own conscience, now I, your magistrate... Do, becla- do proclaim that all ye pilgrims, with your wives and ye little ones, do gather at ye meeting house on ye hill between the hours of nine and twelve in the daytime, on Thursday, November ye 29th, of the year of our Lord, 1,623, and the third year since ye pilgrims landed on ye Plymouth Rock. There to listen to ye preacher and render thanksgiving to ye Almighty God for His blessings. In a similar way, this Thursday, we will gather with family and friends and we will honor this day of thanksgiving. And so I ask, what's going to be on your mind Will it be turkey and dressing, or football, or Black Friday shopping? 
what will be on your mind as we have the opportunity to remember and be thankful for all the blessings that we enjoy. I'm glad, I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to pause from our busy lives to reflect, to reflect on the blessing of family, to reflect on the opportunity to gather around a huge meal, to reflect on the blessings that we enjoy in Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that we have that day. As Nolan read for us earlier, Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5, I want you to notice particularly verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is also right in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Paul says be thankful in all circumstances. And so this morning in our next few minutes, I want us to think about what the Bible says about thanksgiving. I want us to notice three things that we gather from Scripture that the Bible says about thanksgiving. And I'll, we will look several times at Ephesians 5 and verse 20 and also 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18 because they say a tremendous amount about thanksgiving. First of all, we should notice that the Bible says that our thanksgiving should be expressed. Notice what the psalmist writes in Psalm 100 and verse 4. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. We have a lot to be thankful for, but most of all, it's what God has given us. Also in Psalm 107 and verse 1, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good and His mercy endures forever. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 17. And we'll notice verses 11 and following. You know this story well. It's the story of the ten lepers that have been cleansed. Luke chapter 17. And we'll begin in verse 11. I want you to notice the thankfulness that comes out of this passage. Luke chapter 17, beginning in verse 11. Now it happened, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. 
Do you remember what happened to a leper? Do you remember how they were outcast? They had made their own little community of refuge, if you will. And when they were going through the city with everyone else, not their city of refuge, not outside the camp, but in the cities with people, they would have to shout out, Leper! Warning! Be aware! Leper! And people would part like the Red Sea. You talk about being lonely. And yet here's an occasion where these ten lepers in this condition come to Jesus and they ask Him to be healed. And He says, go and show yourself to the priest and on the way they were healed. And Jesus says, but there was only one that returned. It's kind of confusing, isn't it? It's kind of confusing how a person in this condition that now is healed could be so thankless. But let us also remember we live in some of the most blessed times in all of history. Let us not be like the nine as well. Let us be thankful continually. But not just be thankful, but to also express that thanksgiving. This one leper came back and not only offered his thanksgiving to the Lord, but the Bible says in humility he fell at his feet and gave him thanks. Psychologists tell us that, the, that sincere gratitude, thanksgiving, is the healthiest of all human emotions. The healthiest of all human emotions is that of thanksgiving. Hans Salyi, <clears throat> who is considered the father of stress studies... <clears throat> has said that gratitude, I want you to hear this, has said that gratitude produces more positive emotional energy than any other attitude in life. Gratitude produces more positive emotional energy than any attitude in life. Let me read it again. Gratitude produces more positive energy than any other attitude in life. There can be difficult times. And those times are very real. And it's in those times that it's very difficult to find thanksgiving. But psychologists have said, you think about it, those people that are constantly negative, constantly putting people down and putting things and ideas down, are they happy? You see, psychologists have figured this out. That gratitude produces more positive emotional energy than any other attitude in life. I encourage us to be thankful. 
Not just today, not just Thursday, but in all things and in all circumstances, there are things we can be thankful for. You see, God is glorified when we express thanks. I came across this that indicates to us that we say thank you to God when we spend time with Him. We say thank you to God when we forgive others. We say thank you to God when we serve in His church like yesterday. And there have been things in the past and there will be many more opportunities. We say thank you to God when we share in His plan of salvation. And we share that and make that known to others. We say thank you to God when we reach out to hurting people. That's saying thank you to God. We say thank you to God when we give God the best of our time, our treasures, and our talents. And we say thank you to God when we praise Him enthusiastically from the heart. The Bible says, give thanks. Our thanksgiving should be expressed. But also, our, secondly, our thanksgiving should be expansive. What does that mean? Well, it should grow as we grow. The Bible talks over and over again about growing spiritually. But our thanksgiving then also grows as we grow. It, in, it should include the blessings of life. Have you ever been thankful for dirty dishes? That's a hard one. Because if you have more than two or three in your household, dishes pile up quickly. Have you ever been thankful for dirty dishes? You see, what do those dirty dishes signify? Well, it signifies I have to wash dishes all the time or at least unload and load the dishwasher, right? That may be true, but it also signifies that we're surrounded by family. It also signifies that we have plenty to eat. So let's be thankful for simple things like dirty dishes. As the song goes that we sung a while ago, count your many blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. You know, I think about tragic events. I think about another event that is heavy on my mind. I was called to the hospital a little over a week ago. Miss Shirley Thomas was having surgery. And I may have mentioned this to you. But there was a little girl there, a 14-month-old girl. Harville is her last name. Pray for that family. Her heart was stopping. She was later flown to Vanderbilt and they found out she had fluid build up on her brain. She had had pneumonia. I was able to have prayer with that family. And as I drove away from the hospital, I thought about a poem that that I came across in the Lads the Leaders manual 
that says, Oh Lord, forgive me when I whine. You know, it's easy to complain, isn't it? It's easy to complain about the, uh, the negative things going on in our world. It's easy to complain when people don't do what we want them to do. It's easy to complain when my kids won't act like I want them to act. And I don't complain when Miss Greta doesn't do what uh, I want her to do. I just say thank you. No, I do complain. But as I drove away from that hospital that night, I said, Oh Lord, forgive me when I whine. Because it's events like that that make us realize how blessed we are. How blessed we are to be a part of a church family like Savannah Church of Christ. How blessed we are to be a part of a family of God. That the numbers we couldn't even count hardly of people who walk by faith like us. But we need to remember the blessings of life. But we also need to include the burdens of life. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 17 and verse 18, Paul said, Give thanks in all circumstances. <clears throat> Ephesians 5 and verse 20, Giving thanks always for all things. Paul suffered a lot, didn't he? He had what was called a thorn in the flesh. Prayed three times. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. And Paul went on and he was able to do some great things because he submitted and humbled himself to God. And he said, I thank God for the strength I have and gained through Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. Paul said, the suffering that I go through here, and Paul went through some great suffering. He said, the suffering that I go through here, it cannot compare to what awaits. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 12, he says, But I want you to know, brethren that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Paul found in the difficult things and in the hard times and in the persecutions, he found things to be thankful for. Our thanksgiving should include the blessings of life, the burdens of life, and also the benefits of life. Do you remember the Israelites in the wilderness? They came to God and in a way they complained to God and they said, God, uh, Moses, you brought us out here and we don't have anything to eat. What are we going to do? And Moses goes to God and God provides manna. And and after a while, you you know what happened? Uh, The people of God, God's people, the Israelites, they begin to complain because it was the same thing over and over every day. You see, they had forgotten. They had forgotten where their blessings come from. They had forgotten the benefits of life. You know, one time an advertising firm, they decided to do an experiment in New York City's Central Park. 
They dressed this gentleman up as a blind man and they took him out in Central Park and they put him on this park bench and then they put a sign around him that said, I'm blind. And they gave him this little cup to collect money. You know how much money he collected that day? Four dollars. They went out the next day, dressed him up in the same way, but this time on the sign they put, it's spring and I'm blind. This day he collected almost $40. Because now people realized, they saw that and they realized the blessings that they have. Oh Lord, forgive me when I whine, I have two eyes, I can see the sunshine. I can see the sun set and I can see the sun rise. I can see the beautiful flowers. We can ride out as many of us did yesterday along the roads of our community and see the beautiful creation God has given us. God has indeed blessed us. He is deserving and He is worthy of our thanksgiving. But then finally, the Bible tells us that our thanksgiving should be expected. Thanksgiving should be expected. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Thanksgiving is expected. This is God's will for us. God knows that gratitude brings about fulfillment in our life and glory to Him. You see, Thanksgiving is a mark of a growing Christian, which we've already noted. Turning your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. I want you to notice Paul's thanksgiving. Paul's realization of what God has done for him. Philippians 4 and verse 11, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Why, Paul? Why have you learned these things? What is it that has taught you about thanksgiving? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul realized the source of his blessings. The one who had set an example. The one who had also suffered and died and rose from the grave. The one who He once persecuted, but now He preached boldly. That whatever came, He realized the source of His thanksgiving. Thanksgiving also is the mark of a giving Christian. Remember how Luke quoted what Jesus said in Acts chapter 20 and verse 35? And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that He said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. You see, our world tells us it's about getting. But Jesus would have us to know it's about giving. Someone has said, Thanksgiving, for Thanksgiving to be real, there must be thanks and there must be 
giving. If you watched college football yesterday, you might have noticed the commercial where this child said, Happy Thanks for Giving Day. Because some do realize the Thanksgiving is about giving thanks and it's about giving. Have you ever noticed how for some it's not a problem to tip a waitress 10% or 15%? But then sometimes some of those same people complain about maybe giving 10% or more to the Lord. Not so much to the church, to the Lord. For Thanksgiving to be real, there must be thanks and there must be giving. Thanksgiving is also the mark of a glowing Christian. What does that mean? It means that when we constantly give thanks, it is contagious. People want to be around us. People want to be a part of things that are good and are wholesome and encouraging in thankfulness. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of 2 Corinthians. One final passage to turn to. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I want us to notice a couple of sections of this Scripture that Paul writes to the church at Corinth. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We'll notice verses 8 and 9. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Verses 16 through 18. Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Henry Frost served as a missionary to China. And in his journal he wrote of a very difficult time in his life. He says, I had received sad news from home and deep shadows had covered my soul. I prayed, but the darkness did not vanish. I summoned myself to endure, but the darkness only deepened. Then I went to an inland station and and saw on the wall of the mission home these words. Try Thanksgiving. He writes, I did. And in a moment, every shadow was gone not to return. The psalmist was right. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. Whatever the circumstances are in your life, whether easy or whether difficult, there are things to be thankful about. Ruyard Kipling was a great writer and poet. And unlike other writers, he was able to enjoy the opportunity and the monetary gain from writing such. And one day there was this young newspaper reporter who came to interview Mr. Kipling. 
And he said, Mr. Kipling, I just read that somebody calculated that the money you make from your writings amounts to over $100 a word. Mr. Kipling raised his eyebrows and he said, hmm, I wasn't aware of that. In a cynical way, this young reporter, he pulled out a $100 bill out of his pocket and he gave it to Mr. Kipling and he said, Now, Mr. Kipling, give me one of your $100 words. To which Mr. Kipling looked at the $100 bill, thought a moment, folded it up, put it in his pocket, and said thanks. A hundred dollar word. Thanks. It's a word that's too seldom heard, too seldom spoken, too often forgotten. What are you thankful for today? I want to make a plea in light of the events that we've talked about. We make this plea every time we gather together. Evidently, Melinda White was a very faithful member of the Lord and His church. What an example. What an example. You see, you may be here today and you're not a part of the body of Christ. And what I mean by that is the Bible teaches us that if we come to Jesus believing that Jesus is the Christ, we make the good confession that the Hebrew writer talks about and like the eunuch did in Acts chapter 8, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And in Acts chapter 8 and other places, those people, the Bible says they went down in the watery grave of baptism. The Bible says that that word means immersion. Dying to your old self. Not to stay in that grave. Not to stay down in that water. But to rise from the grave like Jesus did. To have newness of life. And the Bible says once you've done that, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. And no matter the circumstances, James tells us our life is but a vapor. You see, here's what I want to challenge you with. We don't say that. And I'm I'm thankful we don't have number boards up here, but we don't say that so we can add another number on a board. Because if that's why we said it, then we do that for the wrong reason and for the wrong motive. But here's why we say it. Because when you leave here, no matter what happens to your life on earth, you can enjoy a heavenly home in a house not made with hands. In a house with many rooms or mansions. So that one day at the return of the Lord Jesus, the saints can be gathered back together again. Aren't you thankful for that? 
And if you're not in that condition, it's our prayer that you will not wait another moment, but give your life to Jesus today. Maybe it is you're here today and you've been challenged by certain events and reminded that life is but a vapor. And I want to make sure that whatever happens to my life, I am thankful for my relationship with God and I am right with Him. If you walk in the light as He is in the light, the blood of Jesus Christ continues to cleanse us from our sins. If you have a need to respond to the Lord's invitation, please do not wait another moment. But come forward and let us assist you any way we can as together we stand and sing.